From Mediacorp and OneUp Media, this is Post Love. Essays on love, life, and everything in between. Maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's love. I just hope that someday someone would love me. Well, because I've only loved one man. Love. I've got a hunch I'm never going to feel no other kind of love. Love is a business, right? Let's start a business, declared the love of my life. And to my own surprise, I was on board. A decision that, in hindsight, changed our relationship forever. But let's first go back to the summer of 2017 where my well-intentioned friends decided it was high time I left the single life behind. Interested, but embarrassed to be forthcoming, I handed my phone over to my girls, then gave them the unequivocal right to create my dating profile. A single photograph with the not-so-unique-unique unique line, I'm a girl who loves adventure. It was a little lame and basic, I know, but we blasted this across all the apps, like... Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, OkCupid, Paktor, and Coffee Meets Bagel. Now, here's a pro tip. If you're serious about a relationship in Singapore, I found Coffee Meets Bagel to be pretty reliable. It was, after all, how I met Rajesh. His opening salvo read, Your choice. Either a cheesy line or a guess about your degree. I was allergic to pick up lines, so I opted for the letter. Mathematics. I was taken aback. Had I matched with a genius or perhaps an old friend in disguise? As it turned out, it was neither. He later admitted to a cheeky Facebook search to uncover my background. His prize for guessing my degree right? My mobile number. (laughs) Smooth, I thought and smiled. Our online banter quickly shifted to shared passions. We both adored the TV series Friends, which paved the way for his next proposition. Ever been to the Friends-themed cafe in Singapore? There's one? Sure is. On Magazine Road. I'd love to check it out. How about tonight? The place, fatefully called Central Park, is a haven for Friends enthusiasts. Notably, it's the only licensed Friends cafe outside of the US, authentically recreating the iconic set. We settled on 7pm, meeting at Ultram Park MRT. From a distance, I spotted Rajesh. To his credit, he looked just like his photos. The only catch? He was undeniably closer to 167. No, probably 166 cm. The first thought through my head he lied. A part of me thought about slipping away unnoticed, 
and by the hesitant look on his face, it seemed he had the same idea. Perhaps he was accustomed to dating shorter girls, and seeing someone of the height he claimed to be, he probably realized his game was up. Hmm, Sakshi? Yeah. He sensed the impending question, but decided to steer the conversation. You know what I'm about to ask, right? Bemused, I shook my head. How you doing? <laughs> Instantly recognizing the iconic line from Joey and Friends, I couldn't help but laugh and blush. Maybe, just maybe, this date wasn't a total loss. At the very least, the cafe would be worth a visit. You know, life is a funny way of making you eat your own words. I once came across a research paper titled Don't Trust Your Gut. It delved into the intriguing concept that while many of us are quick to decide whom we think we're attracted to, very often it's completely different from our romantic partner. For me, the bar was simple. He had to be taller. Yet, that evening transcended my superficial preferences. Our shared laughter, mutual ribbing, and binge-watching friends over dinner created a connection. <laughs> His spot-on references and playful jab, you're a mathematician, not a doctor, left a lasting impression. And in retrospect, perhaps I wasn't entirely forthright either. A recent overseas misadventure had left me with facial injuries that required an ER visit, tooth extractions, facial stitches, and visible bandages. Meeting Rajesh with those plasters made it clear. He wasn't one to judge based on appearances. Maybe, in the grand scheme of things, a few centimeters didn't matter. After all, I was looking for my very own Chandler, not a runway model. Our conversation that evening flowed seamlessly. And before long, Rajesh pitched an enticing idea. Alphabet dating. Knowing my love for adventure, he proposed that we shape our dates around the alphabet. They didn't have to follow a sequence, but there was one absolute rule. Neither of us could refuse the chosen activity. Eagerly, I agreed. And so... Our budding romance was peppered with a slew of exhilarating experiences. A was for archery. G took us on a giant swing. R led us to the rage room. And I found us on the ice skating rings. <laughs> but by our 10th date, we began to exhaust both the usable alphabets and engaging activities. I mean, how many viable combinations are there for X or Z? Xylophones? Zeus? That was when inspiration hit the both of us. What if we partnered with merchants to provide more exclusive dating options like VR or clay making or zobbing? And what if we could help other couples like us find creative dating ideas? And just like that, Spark was born. At the outset, everything appeared to align perfectly. In many ways, it felt like our relationship was poised for an upgrade. 
Both Rajesh and I prioritize quality time as our love language, so diving into a joint venture seemed like a natural extension of our bond. Drawing from the wisdom of entrepreneurial couples who had walked this path before, we quickly realized the importance of separating our business dealings from our personal dynamics. Clear, defined roles were paramount. Also, given my background as a product manager, I naturally steered the direction of our app's development and worked together with an app-building agency. Rajesh, with his keen networking abilities, took on the responsibility of forging relationships with merchants. All signs pointed towards not just a successful business, but a strengthened personal bond as well. With both of us laser-focused on our roles, the business began to take shape rapidly. And within a couple of months, our mock-ups were ready. And not long after, our engineer sent us a prototype link. I vividly recall that particular evening. We were at Starbucks on the East Coast, a more pragmatic choice compared to the whimsical Central Park. Okay, here we go. Rajesh's fingers drummed a quick rhythm on the wooden table. I tilted my head, blinking in confusion. Hold on, what is this? This doesn't look like our design at all. How? I mean, it's not even close to our mock-ups. And after all the time we've sunk into this, every day, every weekend, I could hear the weariness in Rajesh's voice. The toll of countless hours and emotional investment threatening to break through. Exactly. They knew the expectations. This, this looks like our junior college project work. Or more like a sketch on a napkin than a prototype. Rajesh smiled weakly. Yeah, that's one way to put it. It was a rude awakening for the both of us. That the business was not going to go as planned. But I had been there before. Not everything is perfect when an engineer tries coding your product. So I reassured Rajesh and we soldiered on. I know, I know. You probably saw it coming from a mile away, right? Everyone and their mother tells you to never mix business with pleasure, but we were stupid enough to go ahead anyway. But the thing is, when you find yourself in the moment, nothing is ever crystal clear. We spent many late nights reassuring each other, declaring that the business was our shared dream, all in the hopes for that one remarkable day that would make our hardships worthwhile. <sighs> But for a long time, it seemed like that day would never come. Month after month, when we assessed our app, it fell short of our initial vision. Even after changing vendors and simplifying our mock-ups, success remained a dream. And then one day, Rajesh suggested a meeting. A meeting without our laptops. Could it be an attempt to rekindle the magic of our early days? <laughs> 6.30 is 
Sitting across from Rajesh, I was struck by the little details I'd somehow started to overlook. The slight crinkle around his eyes, the gentle warmth. He began, his voice thoughtful. Listen, I've been doing some introspection. Now, let's pause for a moment here. In Friends, there's a scene where amidst the chaos of Rachel having a baby, Chandler has an epiphany of sorts. Overwhelmed by the emotion of the moment, he blurts out, I've been doing some thinking. It wasn't the show's most iconic scene, but its endearing nature stuck with me. Could Rajesh be channeling that Chandler energy? Did he find a solution to our love business conundrum? Uh, hopefully not by having a baby. I prodded gently. What's on your mind? Avoiding my gaze momentarily, he eventually locked eyes with me. Sakshi, I believe we need a break. My pulse quickened. This wasn't the solution I anticipated. A break? From the business? No, not just the business. I think we need to take a break from us too. Rajesh, why? I mean, we're going through a rough patch. But we've faced challenges before. We can get through this. He shook his head. <sighs> it's not just about the business failing. It's about us. It's my fault. I should never have suggested this stupid idea of starting a business. I'll send you the files tonight. But honestly, maybe we should take a break. I came home that day lost in thought, retracing the steps of our relationship. It felt as though everything had unraveled so suddenly. But on reflection, the signs had been there for months. Looking through our exchanges, the transformation was clear. Our messages had evolved, or devolved. Baby transitioned to Dear Sakshi. Are you home safe? Turned into What time can we connect on? Invitations for dates shifted to We need to settle this thing. In trying to build our business, we'd somehow mastered the art of erasing intimacy from our communications. In doing so, we unintentionally evicted the warmth of our relationship, especially as the business took up more of our lives. I was torn. The business, our shared dream, demanded so much. Yet my heart ached for the tenderness we'd once shared. Every single online article, every single Reddit thread, seemed to suggest that setting boundaries is the best thing to do. And yet, we had no more time to give. Was this it? Was it all over? I glanced over at my desk, sprawling from corner to corner with hastily drawn-up business plans and mock-ups. In the chasm left by Rajesh's earlier suggestion, I finally found the space to do a bit of tidying. And that was where I eventually came to terms with our faults. Where I was finally out of the moment and seeing things clearly. How you doing?
I texted. Sakshi, he replied, sounding almost defeated. Central Park and a friend's marathon this Friday? This time, he mouthed on his reply for a bit longer, the three ellipses seeming to dangle for an eternity until finally... Sure, it's been a while. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Post Love, brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by One Up Media. If you would like to share some feedback or share your own stories, drop us an email. Our email is found in the description. This episode is produced by Guang Jin, script by RC, edited by Alex, audio experience by Ethan Sam, additional engineering by Ashley from One Up Media, voiced by Gloria. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from Mediacorp. We hope to see you again soon in the next episode of Post Love. <laughs>